Hi, this is John Ryan with the uh, Team Handball News Podcast, and uh, joining me on the line from Norway is U.S. Head Coach Robert Heaton. Hey, Robert, you know, quick question. Is it Heaton or Hedden? Hedden. Robert Hedden. In my language, we say Hedden, but uh, I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> that sounds good. So okay. All right. Well, we got a lot to talk about today, but first uh, we're going to have a uh, short commercial break, and then we'll get right into our topics. Do you take your quads to the gym? How about your biceps, abs, and calves? As an elite athlete, of course you do. Well, taking the muscles you can't see, like the ones controlling your lungs to the gym, should be no different. Introducing the EMST-150 from Aspire Products. The EMST-150 is the most scientifically tested handheld expiratory muscle strength trainer available. Take your workout to the next level by using the EMST-150 and its inspiratory training adapter. Elite athletes, see what a difference taking your lungs to the gym can make. And Team Handball News listeners, get 30% off your purchase by going to emst150.com and entering the promo code THN30 at checkout. Turn your lungs into elite performers. All right, we're back. And uh, Robert and I, uh, you know, I saw your your post the other day about the uh, Cutler controversy. Jay Cutler, the U.S. quarterback who thinks he's going to be a handball star. And uh, you had a very uh, interesting challenge proposition for uh, Mr. Cutler and friends. Handball, it's so easy, so I can almost uh, give in what I want because uh, the way we never uh, succeed <laughs> to win against or score many goals against a good team, no chance. So, yeah, so uh, quite it, easy. yeah, so that was that was the challenge you came up with was uh, uh, ten goals against the U.S. national team, or five goals and a half if they didn't think they could. Uh, Play uh, a I full sixty minutes. I think I think sixty minutes will be hot, too hard for them. But, uh, so we can take it in thirty minutes. And uh, if I score five goals, it will it will be impossible. Yeah. Um, maybe if I have maybe if I have a two or three years training, they could score five goals. But uh, in this month, for three or four months, no chance. No but, chance. That's that's where I was I was trying to you know it becomes a, a question of how long how much time do you need to to take someone who's never played before and, and you actually talked about giving them a good coach in a couple practices um, yeah. in my mind two yeah. practices they would have no chance I don't know if they if they practice for a couple weeks a month. I mean, we've got a solid national team now, but I'm not so 100% sure that we can uh, guarantee that we'll keep them, keep them out of 10 goals. What, what makes you so confident? Because it's not so easy. If you have never played handball, it's not a uh, tempo, and it's not, uh, not uh, shooting and uh, working with glue or playing with glue. It's, it's not so easy. It's, uh, it's totally different, and I can see the players that I have in my team now, if they're coming from basketball or coming from NFL, it's it's not like, like the contact the whole time in a, when you play handball. And, uh, it's it's totally different, not so easy. 
Yeah, and, and I was I was trying to think back to my days when I was a, a relatively new player at the at the Air Force Academy. We actually played the U.S. national team that was training in Colorado Springs at the time. I can't remember the score. I just remember how how incredibly physical the game was to what I had been playing before. <laughs> I, I, yeah, but it's, it, handball is, is so complex. It's not enough to be two, over two meter and uh, a lot of muscles because that's not. Uh, I don't think that's the best way to be a good athlete, a handball athlete. So uh, it's much more than, uh, than that. We were not we were not future NFL quarterbacks or, or NBA players, but we were a solid group of athletes. And I remember us just getting very frustrated. And and really, I, I I don't think we scored except on the odd fast break, or maybe we got a penalty shot, you know, because uh, we were somehow able to break through or something. But, uh, but did, did you play with glue? You know, uh, I. <laughs> I know that I know what you're talking exactly about stickum glue resin whatever you want to call it and we did play with it but I don't think we used it to the level that it's used today and I, I remember the first time I went to Europe and and like I got a turnover I was just I was a defensive specialist and I was just throwing the ball to somebody and it it stuck to my hand too much and uh, you know it went it went off to the side <laughs> Island for a couple of months ago, and we had a player I'd never used uh, stickum before, and uh, it's funny to to say he was trying and trying, but <laughs> uh, it's, it's a lot of work yeah. to get the feeling for it. And, and here's something that I actually don't like to talk about. I try and put it in the back of my mind. Our team, my college team, actually played the women's national team. What, what do you think the outcome of that match was? <laughs> They won. It, it was it was a close match. They beat us by one, and uh, I hated I hated every minute of it. It was you know it was a situation where you know your your guys you're supposed to you're supposed to be girls, and we yeah. wanted to get physical. So many, so many tricks also when you go one against one to breaking through and creating space for the other guys it's 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 much more than just the every time we got physical they uh they they would complain and then they would take advantage of it <laughs> when we would let up but that's that's me making excuses for a match that was played 30 plus years ago <laughs> speaking as a as a former professional and you know, uh, uh, national team coach. How how does it make you feel when you hear some guys talk about the game and, and say some of the things that they were saying? Uh, in the beginning, you think, uh, "What's that?" Uh, but uh, it's quite funny <laughs> now. It's really really funny. So uh, I just hope they want to take the challenge and play against us. It will be a good experience for them. So, so I, I think you realize you know enough that they just don't know any better. No, but they think it's, a, like I said, they're looking at it, see they are big athletes and uh, good trained guys. 
but it's uh, it's not enough. It's like uh, talking about curling. It's another sport, and it looks easy, but uh, it's also really really difficult. So uh, it's, it's, as respect to every sport, it's uh, it's not uh, just to train for three or four months and think you can win. It's it's no chance. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you got a very level-headed view of it. You know, some people were getting angry at him. <laughs> um, I, I think a lot. I think it's funny. I think I, this, this is good. Uh, this is good for Apple. I never heard so many people in the states talking about Apple. So it's, it's good. It, it is good. It, it's it's all great publicity, and, and it would be totally incredible if they actually took you up on the challenge have you heard anything has anybody said hey you know uh no i haven't heard anything <laughs> no. so I, as i say they're all they're all talk no action it's, but yeah that's, that's what it is but uh, for us for handball it's it's perfect it's good and often in europe uh, in the handball scene a lot of uh, people talking about it and everybody i've heard about it so it's really good for Hamble. yeah well, we'll see. It's still it's still early. Maybe somebody will come up and say, "Hey, yeah, we'll take you up on the offer." Um, yeah, I, I guess I guess the talk was maybe during the these tryouts that are planned in June. Can do you know much about those tryouts and and how they're how they're going to be organized yet? No, I don't know anything yet. But it's probably in July. We're playing uh, we're playing Norca in uh, June. In the beginning, we just got the. Information about that. The switch is from April to June, so we're playing with Nokia in the beginning of June. Oh, okay. Well, I was gonna I was gonna leave that for one of our closing talk topics. We'll we'll talk a little bit more about future plans in a little bit. I wanna I wanna step back and uh, you know actually we could talk about the uh, the training that you guys have had, training and competition that you've had. Just a few. Uh, few of your thoughts regarding uh, the, the tournament in Ireland that you played in, the the Sauerland Cup, and then we'll also talk about uh, the recent games you played in Sweden. So let's let's get uh, some of your feedback from the uh, tournament in Ireland. That was a really good experience for us, and uh, it was quite easy. We won uh, easy against both uh, Ireland and uh, Great Britain. So I was impressed about that, and uh, we have, went with a really young team, and they did a really good, good perform, performance there. Yeah, I was I was surprised too. You know, based on the uh, the results in the Emerging Nations Emerging Nations tournament that you played in, the, the no, well, let's be clear, none of the three teams were the same teams that played in that tournament. Um, we were no, missing. Also, also, Great Britain had another team, and. Uh, but they had some from from that tournament, but we had a complete new, almost new team and uh, really young players, uh, kids between 18 and, and 21. So uh, that was quite good. Yeah, it's looked good for the future. It's, we have a lot of a uh, lot of uh, good guys coming up now. Yeah. Well, one player I'm I'm really curious about it since we're we're, we're kind of lacking on left-handers. Uh, Joey uh, Stromberg, what's your what's your uh, perspective on him as a young player? Yeah, I was surprised. He played really, really good in that tournament. Uh, he scored a lot of goals, but uh, most important, he was 
really good in defense too. So uh, and he's, I think he's only 18 or 19. So um, for the future, it can be really good. When we're trying to place him now in a better club in in Europe, so we're working with that. So it can be an important guy for us. Yeah. I know uh, probably too soon for uh, for Norka, but uh, if you're looking for uh, one or two years, it can be interesting. Yeah, d- definitely. And I think you guys have done a really good job of placing some people in some uh, good clubs, challenging environments where they're where they're definitely learning how to be a better player every day in practice. with uh, that to play uh, place for players in the best uh, clubs in, in Europe so uh, this is a really important uh, experience for the guys and we can speed up uh, the whole process so I think we have a good control in, in Europe but we also have to put effort in the in the, uh, the United States the States and uh, there's a lot of work because that will take more time we have, a, have players from Europe, a lot of them, but uh, we need more players from the States. So. Yeah, definitely, and and the level of play, you know, I've been to the last couple college national championships. It's just a um, the level of play has to improve overall. But you know, I, I see some players there with potential, but the, the the challenge I see I see with those players is, you know, they're not ready to go to. Uh, you know, Leon, Adamar, or uh, Christianstad. It's going to take them a couple of years at a lower level, I think. Yeah, maybe we can place them. They're quite young, so maybe we can place them at academies in in Europe, in, in uh, good uh, clubs, academies, and then uh, we can speed up the uh, process. And we so we had Luke Bolt. He was coming from Ohio State for, uh, to uh, a camp in Germany. And uh, yes, he has a lot to learn, but uh, he was really interesting. He had some things and he had great potential. So uh, if we can try to place him, we can, uh, he can, because now we're training in college, maybe train Hamburg two or three times a week. And, uh, and that's not enough. We have to play, uh, practice every day and uh, from professional coaches, then we will have uh, I think in, only in one or two years you will see uh, a huge improvement. Yeah, I, I, the way I look at it, if Drew Donlin had started the had started the uh, the the process, the plan, if you will, four years earlier, um, you yeah, think, think where he be, would be? Uh, that would be he would be amazing, man. Yeah. I think he started with eighteen, and the two first year he only practice for one or two times a week or two times a week and uh, if it could start with let's say 16 or and with uh, four or five or six times a week and with a real coach and then go into a professional league then it would be uh, yeah it would be even better he's doing it really, really good now it's uh, it's amazing he's for uh, six months ago he played in uh, fourth division in Germany and now he's playing Champions League. So. Yeah, I, I don't know if you had a chance to, to listen to my interview with him. I, you know, we talked all about uh, that. 
we talked all about that and, and the journey that he's he's gone. Um, it just gives it just gives me and it gives me an idea. It gives me a taste of what what could be done, especially if we can improve our college competition, um, get some of those guys right out of college and and start them on that path. I think there's a lot of potential. Can we do that? That would be when we can maybe it's only take uh, four or five years because we, then we will see the first good players huh? yeah. and really good players. Yeah. So, uh, oh, uh, take some time. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about the uh, the Sauerland Cup. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but that was in Germany uh, beginning of uh, January. That was a younger yeah. team, wasn't it? That was a younger. It was mixed. We could compete with uh, some guys that was a little bit older uh, than the other teams. But uh, we had a lot of players there that I've never seen before, and that was a great experience. We found a two-meter tall uh, left-handed player, only 14, 15 years old. <laughs> and, uh, he will now be placed in... Uh, in Flensburg, one of the best clubs in in Europe. Yeah, uh, academy by then. So. And what can you remember? What his name is? Morawski. Morawski. Ah, uh, yeah, I, I was. Tristan. Uh, Tristan, Tristan Morawski. Morawski. And and that's that's legitimate. He is going to be a tall guy, and he's left-handed. And I guess his father played. Um, he played football uh, national team. Yeah. So and left-handed. Yeah, as a brother, it's uh, he's one or two years younger, and he will be he's tall, like taller as him. So wow, that's really interesting. Yeah, that's 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 very interesting. Um, you guys played Luxembourg, and you guys were able to to get a win in that contest. Yeah, yeah, that was we played really good. It was uh, yeah, it's, almost, it's, it's incredible because we have uh, now in Ireland and uh, this tournament here we. Really young teams playing really good, so it looks good for the future. Yeah, well, definitely, definitely, uh, we've we've got some quality dual citizens enough that we can field um, some some decent teams in those youth and junior competitions. Yeah, I, I think in a couple of years we have a really really good team, and it looks like uh, also Ian uh, Uto. Uh, he will go to uh, first Bundesliga club uh, next year, and uh, then in a short way we can have a, a competitive team for play against good teams, national teams. Wow! So I think we have control over Europe, but we have to work, have to run in in the states too. Absolutely. That's also important now. Yeah. And um, that's why guys like Luke Ball can be really important for us. So we. Managed to do it to help him. It, it 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 provides an example. If we have, if we're if we're getting guys like Drew Donlin, uh, Luke Bolt uh, from Ohio State, it, it there's there's from my perspective, there's two things that need to be done. We need to improve the competition, so we can send some players over that are a little bit more polished, a little bit uh, more experienced than what they they're getting now. So we need to improve the competition. And then the other thing is we need to expand it. If we have more teams playing, yeah. just just the law of statistics, you're going to have more uh, diamonds in the rough uh, players that are going to that are going to materialize. Uh, and 
we need more yay cutler that can help us to make st- it uh, popular. We need more what? <laughs> yay cutlers. <laughs> so we can talk about handball and get guys to play handball. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, hopefully that'll that'll keep uh, keep on going here in the next uh, few months, especially. For me, the big thing about that, just uh, just as an aside, that's the type of hype that we typically see during the Olympics, and it was it was really good to see that outside of the Olympics, and not only that, in, in the lead up to the Olympics, you know. So if we can if we can keep the publicity kind of rolling, the, you know, they badmouth the sport, but I guarantee you, I don't know how many. Thousands of people that listened to that or saw the video, they're going to be wanting to check it out during the Olympics. And some of those are going to be 16-year-old kids, you know, sitting on their couch going like, hey, I could be really good at that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, that could be perfect. That's why also we'd, we'd be good with a tryout in, um, where we managed to fix that in, in uh, July. So... Just before the Olympics. Yeah, I think that that will be that'll be excellent, excellent promotion. We got we got sidetracked a bit. That's okay. Um, more recently, you guys played a couple games in Sweden against one of their uh, first division clubs, uh, Ystad. I'm I'm sure I'm pronouncing it wrong, but people will will follow it for my mispronunciation. <laughs> it was good. It's yeah. good. Ystad. Good. Yeah, we played against two uh, two of the best uh, Swedish team, uh, or at least in the top top six in Sweden. And we played with uh, we was not so many uh, players there. We had only uh, 11, 12, and uh, also really young. And that was too much for those guys uh, and for us. We played good uh, first uh, half against uh, Ystad, and then. Uh, we lost, I think, with 12 at the first one and 16 with the other one. Or, this was a lot of goals, at least. No, 16. 16 the first game and I think only 20 with the second game. So that was... Uh, but it was a good camp. We were one week together and uh, yeah, good experience. Yeah, it... And they could see how it is in a... Houston is a crazy Humboldt town. <laughs> so... Yeah, I think... Uh, everything is about Humboldt. I think, I think it is a good experience and... I guess maybe a little bit of a of, of a oh, a little bit of back to reality, you know, playing a first division Swedish side isn't the same as playing uh, Great Britain, Ireland, or or Luxembourg. Even even though you're talking about different teams, it, I, I guess it gives a sense that we've made some real progress, but there's there's still quite a ways to go. We we played against Easter. That's one of the players, Kim Anderson, is one of the best. Uh, uh, right back play, played in Kiel, so it's, it's quite uh, high level. All right, let's take a short pause for another commercial announcement. The EMST 150 is the most clinically tested and proven handheld expiratory muscle strength trainer available. Team handball athletes, increase your exercise capacity by using the EMST 150 with the new IA 150 adapter to train both your expiratory and inspiratory muscles. Take advantage of an exclusive offer. Get 30% off your order by going to emst150.com and typing in promo code THN30 at checkout. That's E for expiratory, M for muscle, S for strength, and T for trainer. 
EMST 150. Turn your lungs into elite performers. Let's let's now talk a little bit about the uh, about the future. You you alluded to Norca being in June now. Are do you guys have any uh, more training planned prior to that? Yes, the international break in April. We we'll probably go to uh, Volendam in in uh, Netherlands. There's a one week training camp there, and then uh, we go to Mexico in June. Mexico. Have you been looking at tape, uh, trying to get trying to get ready for a potential rematch against uh, Cuba? Sorry, I cannot hear. I'm sorry. Uh, have you been? What, what's your perspective on a rematch against Cuba? Yeah, I think uh, we have a good chance. Uh, we are um, trying to uh, get to have a. Uh, Really good players on board uh, in the national team, working with them now. And uh, if we can get one of them, we will be competitive against Cuba. But it will be a tough game, but uh, we have definitely a chance. And that would be something huge to come to uh, to the World Championship in Egypt yeah. in January. Can, can you share with me who you guys are uh, uh Trying to get to join the U.S. team, I assume that it's some dual citizens. Yeah, I am in contact with uh, Junior Scott. He's a French national player, a French player, but plays in the highest league in Spain now. He's also 22, 23. And then uh, we have Alfred Jönsson, a Swedish centre-back, but plays in um, Hannover Burgdorf, uh, first Bundesliga. Wow. He is also, uh, but he is also... Uh, for the Swedish national team, and uh, I know the coach there, and he wants him in, in the team, the Swedish team, so that will be a hard fight for us to get him to play for us, but uh, maybe we have a chance. Well, well, both of those guys would be just outstanding additions. I've, yeah. I've been following uh, Junior Scott ever since I got wind that uh, yeah. that he was uh, had an American father. I was like, yeah. he boy, sometimes he just looks spectacular. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's two amazing players, both of them. So yeah. uh, if we could get them, and uh, we have a quite good team now, I think. If we can get all the best players, then, uh, then we have a really good chance. You never know with Cuba, the best goalie of them, uh, just turned uh, to Portuguese, Portuguese passport. So um, you don't know what team they're coming up with. Well, I, I, yeah, I, I, I was watching him during the European Championships. I'm like, going, keep signing those Cuban guys up for Portuguese citizenship. Good, <laughs> good, good God! If he was their goalie, that would be really, really, would really improve their team significantly. Um, and I guess I should say, I should say too, let's let's don't forget about Greenland. They've they're, they don't have a very deep side, but they've got some uh, a couple of players that are pretty solid. Yeah, it's, it's dangerous with Greenland because if I want, they have a take some Danish guys, and then they can quickly get a good team. So that can also be really, really difficult. So. Yeah. Well, but it's like I said, it's depending on what players they're coming with. Both uh, Cuba and uh, Greenland can be really difficult for us. 
Yeah. The rest we have to win against. Yeah. Well, all right, Robert. Uh, thanks for uh, thanks for your time and, and checking checking in with us. Um, yeah, thank. I really really appreciate uh, the feedback, and uh, um, I'm hoping to to go down there in Mexico and uh, see those matches. Have they have they set uh, dates for it yet? No, but I don't think it's hundred percent sure. But they're talking about uh, starting the. First of June, and uh, depending on how many teams compare it, seventh or eighth of June will be the last game. Definitely okay. So that's a little bit up in the air too, as far as uh, um, you know what other nations might show up too. And honestly, you never you never know. Even if Cuba will show up, sometimes they it's always uh, it's always a little bit of mystery with them whether they're they're going to show up and then uh, the the quality of the team if they have all their uh, European based players they will uh, be a challenge I, yeah, if they are coming with the best team but then it will be really 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 hard yeah, but, uh, yeah let's see well all right Robert uh, thanks for your time uh, thanks to everybody out there for listening uh, don't uh, forget to subscribe to the podcast. For Robert Hedden, this is uh, John Ryan. Thanks for listening.